And I have become legend. Ah, that's my favorite part right there. <laughs> I like it a lot. I think that's why we picked it. I think it is why. <laughs> The line between light and dark is so very thin. I am gone! And I have become legend. Welcome back, everybody, to episode now 16 of Becoming Legend. 16 episodes is, uh, of Majority Destiny 2 lore, a few game updates, a few personal opinions, mostly trying to bring everyone in on the knowledge that is Destiny 2. Before we start, I actually want to give a special shout out to my co-host, Mr. Tweezy, for handling last episode solo. It was fantastic. If you have not <laughs> listened to episode 15, I highly advise you to stop right here, go back, Listen to episode 15, and then we'll meet you here in 30 minutes. It's solid, solstice of heroes information. And for it being one of the events in Destiny that's not perhaps as popular, there's a surprising amount of lore. And Mr. Really Tracy, is. I just wanted to say thank you so much for doing that. And, and I was really thrilled with the outcome. Hey, man, that's, that's no problem. Uh, you know, I was concerned because really, like... Uh, I don't think people realize just how much of a problem I have with how much I really like this game, you know, and like the podcast is great because you're here too. And you have that exact same thing. So like we can kind of riff off each other and it's not me doing what I did last episode, which is you know, like straight 30 minutes. I needed like a glass and a half of water after that was done <laughs> just of straight talk. Uh, but it was definitely fun. Uh, you know, Solstice of Heroes is an event that we get every year. And it's one of those events that typically people don't like to engage with because it's super grindy. And like, I know it is super grindy, um, but there is some stuff in there that even if you engage with the event a little bit, you'll be able to see the lore. You'll be able to appreciate it. So I just wanted to make sure that I pointed that out to everybody uh, to kind of be that different perspective of like, yeah, like, you know, I treat Solstice the same way that I treat Iron Banner. Don't want to do it. But, <laughs> you know, there's a reason why it's here. We need to at least appreciate that. So. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad that you're back from vacation. You know, I'm, I'm glad we're going to get to sit down and, and kind of do this thing again. So, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely glad to be back. Definitely glad to be here in the studio with you, uh, mm -hmm. talking more about our favorite subject. So yeah, for yeah. the viewers and listeners, I just want to give you a heads up. This one, this particular episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the gameplay update. As you know, yep. we cover the lore solid. We've been doing mm -hmm. so much lore. We kind of neglected to talk about some things that have come up in the last week or two. We wanted to set aside this particular episode. We're going to talk about the last two weeks of This Week at Bungie. It's the weekly uh, report that they put out to give us an idea of what's coming soon, uh, reported issues in the game, what are they working on, what can we expect typically within the next month or so. So, yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Tweet. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, I was just agreeing. Yeah, the the twabs are important. It's it's a great opportunity for the 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 community team at Bungie to to reach out, and they're like that perfect middle ground between the people that are actually working on the game and us, the fans. So for them to be able to give us an idea of these things, because like w we have to talk about them. They are massive changes 
to the way that the entire game is going to be uh, functioning from season 15 on. And it's not just like, you know, the new expansion stuff. This is like core gameplay things that are, are changing. And so like at some aspect, like the lore is great, but one, we're at the end of the season. We've kind of like all the new lores and stuff. We've kind of touched at least a little bit, you know, and two, these were just so big. Like we had to take the opportunity to talk about them because we've got PVP changes. We've got like overall light class changes. We've got, um, we've got changes to the, the people that you're able to play with, you know? So all of these things being big things, you got to talk about it. You got to, you got to, talk about how things are going to change. You know, we're not just people that love the Lord. We also play the game probably too much. Indeed. So we're going to, in a few moments, we're going to go through the updates to this week at Bungie. But first we wanted to talk about the previous week that came out during episode 15. Yeah. Become a legend. And if you would like to take away some of that, Mr. Tweezy, I believe it mostly covers what is happening soon <laughs> with crossplay. Yes, it does. It is finally fixing the issue that I have, which is that all of my friends do not play on Xbox. <laughs> all of my friends play on PC. Uh, sometimes they play on Stadia. Most of the time they play on PlayStation, you know, and it's great, but it kind of sucks when you're like, oh, I could easily put together a team of six to run a raid at any point in time if we were able to play together. So crossplay is officially coming to the game uh we are going to be able to invite each other we're going to be able to play with each other uh there are going to be some instances where we can't obviously uh it's mostly dealing with uh multiplayer uh like pools specifically you know if you're playing you know if you're trying to play any like pvp games uh typically you are going to be put with whatever you're playing with so console with console uh, they're going to put PC with PC. And then if you are a console player and you're going to play with somebody that's on PC, you're going to be put in the PC lobbies. Now, uh, we're going to see how that works. Uh, it could be trash. Uh, you could get joked. Like, let's be real. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that you're going to be able to play with your friends, especially if your friends have, like, mouse and keyboard, uh, the fact that you're going to be able to raid, do dungeons, do all the all the activities together is great. Because finally... We can do community nights, you know, yes. uh, that's the thing that we've yes. talked about doing. Uh, for those of you that don't know and are listening to the podcast, we uh, also have a, a versioning uh, Destiny 2 clan and Discord server that we uh, run, uh, mostly focused around the podcast, but also just around uh, getting together whole groups of people that love playing Destiny and want to help each other become the legends that they can be. It's, it's, it's a pun, I know. Uh, anyway, so we have that coming. I'm I'm super excited. Hopefully, we get some community nights in. Uh, cause we're we. Uh, I think this is gonna change the way that a lot of us play the game because now the excitement of being able to play with your friends is back. You know, uh, at least for me and, and for some of my people because it, it's been hard. And now there's new people to play against and new communities where you can see like, hey, like. If you're real good on console, then you can be like, yo, like, I'm one of the best players on console, period. Doesn't matter where you're at. You know, so I'm excited for that kind of thing. You know, it used to be the had to try and plan to be like, okay, well, we can play on PC, but I don't have the expansion passes on PC. So uh, we're only going to be able to do seasonal content and base game content, nothing else. And, and, and that's not fun, you know, especially if you're playing with somebody who has that content. So play where you want to play. Uh, I'm super excited. What about you, man? 
I am extremely excited about that. To me, it's bringing the community completely together the way it was always meant to be. And throughout the years and certain expansions, there have been reasons for people to jump from different consoles to PC to Stadia. Uh Me personally, I started my my PlayStation journey on Xbox. And um, this is just me. Y'all can call me salty or whatever. I was just so upset that there were like one or two missions that you did not have access to on Xbox because at the time, everything was PlayStation exclusive. So that mm-hmm. irritated me so much that I said, screw this. And I jumped to PlayStation just so I could have the exclusives. And they actually got rid of that as soon as I switched to PlayStation. But it's fine. Yep. After yep. that, you know, even after the PlayStation 4, PS4 Pro, Xbox One, 10, 12, whatever you want to call the Xbox. Um, <laughs> you know, even the field of, of view was different on PC. And there were reasons to go with a PC over console. There were graphical upgrades, uh, again, field of view, which if you're if you're unfamiliar is you can actually widen, you can use your peripheral vision better in the game. And you can see someone rounding a corner trying to take you out 0.25 seconds faster, which is more than enough to turn around and try to counter. It really makes a big difference in PvP as well as PvE. A lot of people like to use that in the harder, uh, more difficulty tiered events such as raids, grandmasters, um, etc. So now all the choices that people have made to why they're on their separate console now will all be brought together with the option of being in the same pool. Now with that, one thing that we did notice is at the launch of Crossplay, there's going to be a key feature missing. So you would think, all right, I've got all my friends together. We can finally play, get on the mic. Hey, John, how you doing? John can't hear you. If John's playing on a different console, John cannot hear you because the voice, um, so the voice communi- connections will not be active upon launch. They will be later down the road. I want to say within a few weeks. Uh, yeah, I think that's what they said. Okay, is, is that it's going to be shortly after launch, but just at launch is not going to be there. And again, um, this is completely okay for those of you that are listening. Uh, this is still very complicated to do, and uh, it's very hard for games to get it right. You know, if you play something like Warzone, even you when you play uh, cross-platform, you know, something as simple as loading into a match, you have to be reconnected to your, your party, and that kind of takes you out of it, you know. Uh, to lose connection, not be able to speak to anybody, then regain that connection again. So this is complicated stuff. I'm glad that they're taking the time because they did say, like they they said it as a throwaway, that they, they debated not rolling out crossplay at the beginning of the season because of the voice chat issues specifically. You know, um kind of feel guilty as a as a fan for being like, oh, whoops, we put you in the spot. Um, but I'm glad that they're at least being open with it. Uh in the winter is when we're gonna get text chat. You know, text chat does exist. Uh, in the PC versions, it I think it does also exist on the Stadia versions to some extent, um, but text chat won't be available for for cross platform on launch. It'll probably be available like November December uh, is I think kind of what we're aiming for. So it's not the perfect cross play experience at launch. But you know what? Again, another reason to come to our <laughs> Discord server, man. Uh, check it out in the show notes. Yes, I am gonna plug plug plug. Uh, we have, we will be re-enabling the, the voice chats, uh, so that people can him party up with, with their friends and, and play. So, 
super excited. But that was actually the majority of that TWAB. As I as I go back and I look through it, that was it. Last week's TWAB was kind of like, I guess, the teaser. This week's TWAB, uh, very big. I think they even said that like they they have like three really big like this is the second of three really big announcements that they're making regarding the way that the game is going to perform. And I assume based off of some of the things that are being talked about, I I can assume that the next one is going to talk about the changes to trials because they say that for PVP uh, this season, one of the biggest focuses is completely changing trials, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, man, uh, the TWAB for the week of August 5th. <sighs> so much stuff. So much stuff. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with Joe Blackburn? It is a lot. And again, like we're gonna we're gonna try not to hit on all the numbers because it's just a lot. It's walls and walls of text, and that's okay because it's a lot of things that are changing. Let's let's take that wall of text and let's go ahead and split it. So I'm gonna knock out my very short segment on the improving the power of stasis experience. This is taken from the end of the TWAB, so I know normally we would discuss the first, but I found this bit particularly interesting, and I just wanted to highlight it for you, Guardians. So, uh, you may or may not know this. If you've beaten the Beyond Light campaign, there are actually additional, quote, powers or aspects that you can earn. There are more upgrades. You are not finished building up your all-powerful Stasis Warlock. It's a couple more steps. However, when you beat it, it doesn't exactly tell you this. This is where you really have to plug into the community. You have to be following somebody on YouTube or you have to have a friend that you play with that tells you these things or it's very easy to miss. And don't feel bad because I personally have missed them. I have not gotten a single aspect upgrade. Um, Just because I tried to take all three of my characters through the complete Beyond Light campaign, it's it's really long. It's really long. So when you do all three, yeah. You know, you just kind of, the extra hours, uh, I let them fade. And that's my fault. But you know what? Destiny is taking care of players like me and players like you, players like your friends, because they are now, with Season 15, implementing a feature where the quest line that gives you these additional upgrades will be automatically inserted into your quest log. Meaning, day one of Season 15, if your quests aren't full, if you're not carrying too many quests from the previous seasons, you will have a brand new one that will give you a step-by-step process on how to unlock these new aspects. On top of that, they will give you the old ones as well as the new ones. So everything from the beginning of Beyond Light until current, including the new aspects that will be released with season 15, you will have a clear path to get those. So it's not exactly huge news, but it is something that will make the game much easier if you want to get certain powers that maybe you're seeing in PvP and Crucible. You know, like there's a, a stasis turret where you can throw your grenade and then it shoots stasis bullets at people. If you want to earn that, this is the quest for you. Pay attention to that. And uh, I believe Mr. Tweezy wanted to go ahead and talk about uh, some leaked Crucible tweets. Very interesting. Uh, they're not leaked Crucible tweets. Joe oh, Blackburn, uh, is, he's the assistant game director for Bungie. So he took the time to, to put out a huge string of tweets uh, to talk about Destiny PvP uh, as backstory for those of you that are in the community but don't engage with the PvP side. Uh, there has been uh, a very 
vocal part of the community has been talking about how they felt that PvP was being neglected uh, for PvE improvements starting at the very beginning of Beyond Light. The reason why is because out of all of the game modes that we can engage with, uh, Crucible specifically lost the most maps that it could play. Uh, they also reduced the amount of pools that we can queue into. Uh, and then, especially with Crucible, there was a lot of game-breaking things that were happening that were just making it not fun. We're talking specifically about people three-peaking at Trials. So, uh, the Destiny community is just really upset. It, it really felt like uh, PvP was being kind of left in the dust. There wasn't anything to chase. Uh, the, you know, it's just, it was not fun. So, to talk about it, they, you know, there has been work on tweaking everything. The stasis, uh, the stasis nerfs that we have seen, like the two rounds of stasis nerfs that we've seen, but the we've seen the weapon meta be shifted as a result of some nerfs and some buffs as well. Uh, like they are listening and they're starting to engage, but they're they understand that their um that their reputation with the PvP community is, is kind of in a bad place. The PvP community just wants some attention. So season 15, this next season, is going to have a lot of attention that is paid for PvP. So they've talked about a lot of trials work being done. I don't know what half of that means. They do specifically mention in his tweets, he talks about three peaking, which is when uh, players will take out an empty sword in their heavy slot, which, uh, as, you, as we all know, when you pull out your sword, you go into third person. So uh, you can hide behind a wall, pull out a sword, three peek, and and see people moving uh, in an area where you're not supposed to. Being third person is an unfair advantage uh, to people that are playing with a first person view. So uh, they were working on fixing that. Probably just going to be something as simple as banning swords. There's other changes to trials that they've talked about because they realize that the problem is that nobody is is really playing the games and having fun uh nobody like the the mentality of people is to come in and get it over with not to continue to engage so there's a lot of things that are are happening and and some of these things uh some of the things that are happening are a result of obviously beyond light they changed the engine so they're reintroducing a lot of new maps back to the game uh which some people in the community have been like oh, well, like we're just getting back maps that we lost, but uh, these are maps that, you know, had to be tweaked and, and made so that they work in the new engine, so I'm okay with that. But we are getting new maps. Uh, they're also talking about introducing new game modes or creating new game modes for us to engage in. They're talking about bringing back Rift. There's a lot of changes in his small little, it's not really a small thing of tweets. Uh, you know, so... The biggest things and, and why I'm excited for next week's because I, I really think that that trials is is the whatever rework they have for trials is going to be deserving of its own twab. Um Destiny PvP used to be where things are at, and, and the community and a lot of the things that we're gonna talk about ability-wise that is changing is because uh the devs at, at Destiny really believe that there is no more balance uh, between ability use and gameplay or gunplay. You know, the, the point of the, the game was that abilities were to augment your gunplay, not to overshadow it. And they really feel in the, these last few years that 
that's no longer the case. It's about abilities, not about the guns. And so they're trying to bring it back in a line. And so this is just why we're seeing all of these changes right now. So I'm going to take a break. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of tweets, man. Like, if you guys want to know more, we'll link it in the show notes uh, so that you guys can read it. It was also linked at the top of the 12, so you can just read it there. Um, it's a lot of really great information. Uh, I can't wait to see what more that they're going to announce regarding PvP changes. But yeah, where are you at? Do you think trials changes are coming? Or like, do you think they're going to be big as well? Because I don't play trials. It's not fun. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you there as far as trials not being fun. Um, so I think that some changes are absolutely needed. Three peaking, sure, is a major disadvantage. Um, but personally, I think the flow of trials could use a little bit of work. It's, it's one of those games, game modes where very similar to Iron Banner, you either stomp or get stomped. It's very rare that you're going to find a, a, a enemy team that's about your same level and you're going to go all the way to the end. And if so, are you going to have fun doing it? Uh, right now, the consensus is no. You, you personally, as the player, may be having a great time going in there, uh, just shooting everybody in the face with your sniper rifle, and you know more power to you. But a lot of the player base doesn't necessarily have fun. We just go in there to just try to get our three wins, try to get an armor piece or a gun, and get out of there. That's it. You yeah. might do it one day, spend an hour, out one to four hours tops in there, and then leave. So I think the flow could use a little bit of work. Um, this is just me spitballing here. I think if the matches perhaps were a little bit shorter, that didn't require as many wins. reason I say that is because whenever you're getting stomped, those matches are kind of long when you're just losing every single round. And you know that by the second yeah. one, you, you know you have no chance. This team is just going to destroy you, but you have no option to back out or surrender. You, you got to take that ass whooping. Sorry, y'all, but that's, yeah. that's how it is. So I, I, think I, they I would like to it. see some changes there. Um, yeah, I, I think they can shorten it. I think the other thing uh, for me personally is uh, I think that the way that the matches are are made can be tweaked. I know that uh, I, I echo Kujay, I think, in this, uh, where he right now the, the match is based off of what your ticket is. You know, it's not based off of your connection. It's just based off of your ticket. And the problem is that after three, like it, it, you get sweatier and sweatier and sweatier, you know? And so it it makes the grind to go flawless. Just, you know, don't even want to do it. Don't even want to try and attempt it because by the time you get up to there, like there's also teams that just sit up there and like their entire purpose is to fuck people's day. Yep. You know? Absolutely. So just so getting your, your seven is just not fun. Yeah. So, you know, finding a way to make the matches a little bit better as well. Uh, I think that'll be... I think that'll be huge. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Because that's it. Like, that's the pinnacle PvP activity. You know, like, that is what, when people watch, like, you can go and you can watch the graphs of people watching Destiny 2. And it peaks when trials, like, when trial starts. You know, during the week, nobody really cares. When trials happens, that's when a lot of people, a lot more people are streaming. That's when a lot more people are watching streams. Uh, so... That's where we need to kind of focus on on making the improvements, I think, because that's also the best way for us to get known, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. But don't think I'm going to forget the fact that they threw Rift in there. So that was that was very exciting to me. Rift was one of my favorite game modes from Destiny 1. It's essentially Destiny football, um, yeah. where your goal is to capture the orb in the middle and then dunk it into the play into the enemy base's um, goal. 
And then you can also get double points by doing a backflip. So I hope they put that in there too, because if you really want to, quote, stun on them, yeah, the, the backflip is the way to go. If they're putting Rift in, does this mean that we can eventually get Sparrow races again? Because, you know, we've only been asking for four years. Yeah, uh, they can port <laughs> the Sparrow maps that have already been created. That's fine with me. Just throw it in there. Just. That's just, what I'm wondering. I, I do wonder base. if eventually we're going to get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, especially, you've got to make it a big event when it comes back. Why not do it? I don't know. Absolutely. Don't know. All right. Absolutely. All right. The one other thing that Rift does link me to is the possibility of having Iron Banner with other game types. That was another feature that is sorely missed from D1, was not every Thank single God. Iron Banner was control. Yeah, I agree with you. I doubt it. But, hey, man, <laughs> I got to have some hope, just like I doubt SRL is coming back. But, hey, I, I got to I have some I mean, hope. Well, we'll every, see. I have some hope every year, and then I'm pissed off every Halloween event. But you know. I mean, the problem with Iron Banner is just nobody knows how to play Control. That's really what it is. It's like after my years and years and years of playing, we still don't understand how Control works. Um, and I'm just very confused as to what the hell. And that's just where like my problem is. Is like, do we need to like come together as a community to be like, hey? It's not domination, all right? <laughs> like, you don't, like, it's not just capture the flag. It is capture the flag and get killed. But you get double points for capturing multiple flags. You get triple points if you capture them all. Why are we not? <laughs> Why is everyone trying to get killed with stupid weapons? It's okay. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not jaded at all. Definitely not an Iron Banner week when we're recording this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, some other changes though, if we're going to talk about the TWAB, uh, one of the big changes that I'm interested in, I, cause I just want to try it and see separate melee actions. Yes. Uh, everybody knows we have two melees. You have your, your uncharged melee. And then the, what we're calling the charged melee is what they refer to as well. Mm-hmm. So the regular melee and then the melee that uses your abilities. Um, I can't tell you how many times that I have accidentally used my charge melee when I meant to hit an enemy that was close to me. And it just, he was just like a little bit too far out of range for, for my lunge. Yeah. So I'm excited that this change is coming in. I don't know where it's going to go on my controller yet. Um, yeah, haven't figured that out yet. But I, I am really excited for, for this change because hopefully, I will stop accidentally using my melee abilities when I don't want to and then be stuck in a fight later where I'm like, wow, I really wish that I had this right now. You know? What about what about you? Where are you going to put it? I'm thinking left stick. Hmm. Left stick's a good one. I don't think I use that much right now. Um, I honestly don't have a spot for it. I use, I use all of my buttons, so we're just going to have to see. Probably one of yeah. the bumpers. Probably a bumpers, or maybe if I can do, uh, maybe if I could do dual input of two buttons. I think that could work because the way it's going to work um, for those who are just wondering, wanting a little bit more information, is they are going to have optional modes where you can turn off your automatic charged melee. So just like Mister Tweezy was saying, if someone is just out of range and you and you and you want to go for the melee and you don't necessarily want to use your 
your uh, empowered melee. Maybe you want to slide to make up for the difference and then just you know give them a smack. You'll be able to do that with this setting where it will register a regular melee every time you press the button, whether you have a charge or not, which what we're talking about mapping the button is they will give you the option to take that mapped melee, I'm sorry, get, take the charge melee and put it somewhere else on your controller. So if there's a button that you don't really use a lot, for example, left stick, you know, you, you can press that, or may, maybe you aren't too heavy on your grenades. Maybe you want to build an all melee build for your class. You can do that. And you'll be able to separate your physical and energy melees, potentially giving you the advantage in battle. Uh, or more likely preventing you from making a mistake, which happens more often than not. That's the real reason they've adjusted this is people have been saying for years, no matter what class you are, what subclass you are, whether your range is 10 meters or three, there have been, everybody's had accidental melees. You know? So this is a good fix. I am looking forward to this one. I really want to yeah. test it out and see how does it feel in the controller? I'm sure the function is going to work, but how does it feel during your gameplay is really going to be what decides if I'm going to continue to use it or just stick with the auto. Yeah. Also, now that I think about it, I think left stick is sprint. So now I don't See? know where it's going to go. See? How, how are you going to sprint? I mean, you can just yeah. walk everywhere. It's cool. Yeah, that's not fun. You can put your sprint somewhere else, maybe. Yeah, that's just involved. <laughs> we can play musical chairs actually... and buttons. If I do if I do it with one of the bumpers, I'll I'll probably assign it to the same bumper that does uh that does finishers. Because I really don't try to do finishers a lot. Mm -hmm. You get stuck in that animation for so long. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe if I throw it there, you know, I don't I don't use finishers half as much. But then I'm gonna accidentally finish or someone when I try to use my melee, but <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. we'll try it. We'll see. You know what? We'll stream it. We'll stream it. We'll see where where the best place for it is. You know, maybe it's the start button. Maybe that's really what it's going to be. It could be. How often do you go to your start <laughs> menu? I mean, frequently. I'm not going to lie. A lot. Yeah, yeah. actually. Um, you know. It's almost like they designed this too well for controllers. And now, you know, we're at a disadvantage. Yes. All right. So what that brings us to the... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to bring up the stasis freeze. Yeah, that's actually where I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> so they've actually... Uh, this past season, we did get a nerf to the Stasis subclass. Um, it God. did make the game a little bit more bearable. You have noticed a change to the way that, that some classes are handled. They're going to continue this path and add more changes to Stasis. One of the main ones that I'm personally looking forward to is the fact that you can now initiate a breakout while airborne. If you're in the air because you jumped and a stasis warlock blasted you in the middle of your jump and you just cast your super, normally you would have to wait however long it takes you to fall to the ground and then wait an additional period to break out of the ice. Now you'll be able to break out of that ice as soon as you're frozen. Who knows, if you're fast enough, maybe you can even do it before you hit the ground. It's possible. So they're going to make stasis a little bit less controlling and give the players more ability to fight back and free themselves. Um, but what they're going to change in to kind of counter this is the buffs to the light subclass. But Mr. Tweezy, how do you feel about a lot? How do you feel about the changes to the stasis freeze? I only I only talked about one instance. There's actually a lot being changed 
uh, in general. There is a lot. It's an overall, like, ability-wise, there's an overall buffing of, um, buffing or reworking of all light classes to bring them up to the same level uh, versus, like, a, a, another nerf to, to stasis. Because I think uh, they said they're reducing, like, tracking cones on a lot of things. Uh, I'm excited about the the freeze breakout stuff because one airborne, yes, it sucks being like, all right, cool, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fall to my death. Um, but what also excites me as I look at this is the fact that they're also shortening the the camera transition time between when you break out when your guns back up because like that animation is cool, but you're in that animation for a little bit. And it still feels a lot like when you're frozen, breaking out is like you're still gonna die. You know, it's it's still faster than it was. You're not like absolutely stuck, but it just to be able to like fire back still takes a little bit of time. So I'm glad that they're kind of tweaking this. Hopefully, uh, you know, we still want to have the advantage to uh, players that are frozen. You know, like you still want it to kind of be like a stun, but just shorten the stun amount. So. That's exciting. They also said that they're changing the slide um, because of a certain uh, type of players. I'm talking about you, uh, Behemoth Titans with shotguns. Um, <laughs> no, they, they are making a, a change to slide uh, by increasing weapon penalties to the sliding mechanics. Uh, just because sliding with a shotgun most of the time was more advantageous than doing anything else. Um, like literally anything else it's it's a low risk engagement you're you're pretty much going to win it um so because it's such a low risk engagement they have i think they said they reduce the stability they increase the spread and the flinch is a lot greater when you slide so uh we'll see if this makes it so that people don't slide into corners anymore with a shotgun um god i really hope so god i really hope so yeah there's a lot of changes that are coming, guys. And so we we could sit here and we can talk about literally all the numbers and everything. Um, but that's not really an exciting podcast. So my suggestion is that we pick one from each. Uh, you know, one big change that's happening for Titans, one big change that we think is happening for uh, Hunters, and one big change that we see happening with Warlocks. Uh, if you guys want to read the rest of it, we will link the TWAB. You can read it yourself. It is just because it is such a wall of text. Uh, I just want to make sure that we can we can still uh, entertain you guys without boring you to sleep about the the you know negative thirty you know difference blah 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 like yeah. So with that being said, I do want to talk about the changes that are happening to barricades. On Titan. Okay. Okay. Because there's two the big barricade ones. Barricade changes. All right. So, first one rally barricade. Nobody yeah. uses it. Why? Because it's worthless. You, um, you know, every time. yeah, you like you're poking yourself up, like being like, hey, here's my head. Uh, yes, the benefit is is that like it rechart, like it reloads your weapons for you, but that tenor, that generally just is not enough for people to, to throw that down compared to just throwing down the other barricade, which is just a full wall, and it protects you. So what they're doing, they're, they're reducing flinch, they're increasing range, and they're increasing stability for players behind it. So, fingers crossed, we'll see it more probably in PvE. 
because uh, it's still great. Like the fact that it 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 reloads your weapons when you duck behind it is super great. But it's just it's not enough. And then if you have a full barricade, the problem is right now it's very easy for other players to walk through it just to damage you. And so they're deciding that they're going to make some changes to that um, so that players are slowed and, and get a little bit more damage when running through somebody's barricade, making them actually have to think about whether or not they should run through the barricade or not. Uh, I'm excited for that. I used to be a Titan main. Throwing those barricades up in, is, is great, but it always sucks because you're just like, oh, well, like when you're on the other side, you're just like, all right, cool. I'm just going to walk through this. You know, like this isn't going to do anything to me. And now you're actually going to have to to think about that a little bit more. And maybe, fingers crossed, Titans can start using this as more of a trap. Um, setting up barricades in specific instances so that if people are going to engage or, you know, walk through that path to engage, they have to make a decision uh, about being funneled into an area or, or going through and taking taking a chunk out. So uh, that, I think, is actually one of the biggest things because it affects all titans you know not just uh stasis not just uh any of the guys wielding the giant flaming hammers uh yeah sunbreaker is that what it is sunbreaker titans Sunbreaker titans. yeah I, I was gonna say i've i've made warlock for like two years now and i'm just i don't know what to do anymore <laughs> i mean we are the class of knowledge that's all we really need we need we have the understanding <laughs> of how to do everything the titans can just punch stuff when we need it Speaking of Sunbreakers, this is actually the one that I wanted to talk about with Titan changes. This is probably my favorite Middle Tree Sunbreaker ability. The Throwing Hammer is getting the buff. The Throwing Hammer, as we were just talking about your melee abilities, is the Middle Tree Sunbreaker melee ability. What it is, is you take Thor's Hammer from Marvel, you set that on fire, you throw it at your enemies. It, it's a one-shot kill for most minor enemies. Some majors, if they have a little bit, like maybe a third of health left. But what they're doing here is adding extra time. It used to be you throw it, you have about four or five seconds to pick it up before it disappears. Then you have to wait for your energy melee to reload, which would take an additional 20 to 45 seconds. So you're just waiting. So they extended the time um, to 10 seconds now. And they also extended the damage, meaning that that melee used to be crap against bosses. It's sure against Regular adds fine, but against a boss, this is kind of pointless. They did increase the damage against bosses and powerful PvE combatants, meaning Titans throw those hammers. Hmm. I love it. Yeah, I love the, it. those things are great. But yeah, it definitely sucks when like you are in an engagement, you throw that hammer, and you're like, oh, crap, I can't get to it right now. Mm -hmm. I All right, cool. This is going to be a long time until I get this thing back. <laughs> right. So, Unless it's a solar uh, singe. Uh, uh, unless, and then you could just really yeah. go crazy with those hammers. Yeah, those are fun weeks. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, what uh, what hunter did you want to talk about? What hunter change? I am going to go with the changes being made to Middle Tree Night Stalker, known as Spectral Blades. Spectral Blades was absolutely spammed like crazy in the Crucible whenever it came out because it was one of the longest roaming supers. It was not uncommon to see six to eight kill streaks in the Crucible. Um, through overtime, they did give it some nerfs and some balancing changes. You don't see it as much anymore. But what they're doing it now is they are reducing the damage reduction during your super, meaning you, it, it will take longer for opponents to kill you during your 
super, which uh, with this one in particular, you can actually go invisible after every kill, which is also great for avoiding enemies. The other thing that they did is they um, reduced your damage rate when, while you're invisible as well. So basically, you, you just you got a life increase. You got some extra health. You got some extra mana. Um, you know, if there's ever been instances where, man, I was so close to getting that guy, but I just didn't have enough health and I died. You're, you're probably getting this, you possibly could succeed with this now. And maybe this will make this class a more viable option to be used in PvE as well as PvP. So really want to see the changes there. I, I personally enjoy playing it and I would like to see what we can do with it again. How about you, sir? What, uh, what, what changes to the Hunter caught your interest? I, I thought Arc Strider was interesting. And this is for two reasons. One, they're major changes. But also, there's a line here that I just want to call out as being bullshit. Uh, as we previously mentioned, melee supers such as Arc Staff are struggling a bit in today's sandbox where players move extremely fast, weapons hit extremely hard, and range supers handily win duels. Um, I, I don't win against Arc Strider. Or, like against any arc staff thing it blocks all my all my shots and then in order to really engage i have to get up close which means i'm just going to get thwacked in the face you know like simba did so i'm just saying like i'm calling bull i'm calling bull you just wanted to make arc staffs cooler uh there is a massive change uh arc staffs are getting a passive increase by four seconds so you're if you're walking around just with your your staff engaged uh you're gonna be able to walk around for an additional four seconds without using any of your energy uh also you're gonna be able to hit people from a little bit further out and it's gonna do a lot more damage to pve guys the biggest things though uh i am excited about the fact that lightning weave uh is going to be involved with the middle tree arc striders uh if you're playing middle tree you know actually hitting somebody is now going to damage them and give them lightning weave which pretty much is like it from what i understand it it is arcing it right and then your timer is going to be able to be extended damaging with any weapon in the same way that uh if you are playing i think it's bottom tree dawn blades uh all successful hits of super feed back into your super timer so uh i'm pointing this out just to be like hey watch out i think arc strider uh hunters are going to be very common uh very soon i i think that change by in itself uh other than like you know squalor in the storm i think that will be the the second place because gunslinger still isn't there i'm just saying i'm just saying fighting words i know but i'm just saying yeah let's see warlock wise hmm. warlock warlock hmm so well. um for me if you don't mind i'm gonna go ahead and take this one yeah. And I'm going to change my answer a little bit. And with the previous two classes, I gave what changes did I like best? What was I looking forward to? For me here, okay. um, some people might consider this something bad, something a little bit of a nerf. As you all know, you may not know, you'll definitely find out if you play with me. I am 100% Middle Tree Arc Strider main. Chaos Reach all day, every day. And with this, They've acknowledged that Chaos Reach has been far too OP for far too long. So what they're doing is they are narrowing the cone, making it a little bit more difficult for you to hit your targets. They are 
um, in Crucible specifically, shortening the range by 33%. So you will no longer be able to just map people from across the map. Um, you know, it's going to take a little bit more calculation. But for me personally, this just means if you're good, you're, you're fine. If you can land a target, if you know your subclass and love it and know your abilities, know your recharge timer that you don't even have to look at it, this is no problem. And same with some, some of the other changes, uh, quickly to go over with other subclasses. If you read this TWAB update and see that, oh man, my favorite subclass is getting nerfed. Not necessarily. If you just practice and hone your skills, it's not going to affect you that much. And that'll make you feel that much better for being able to land those trick shots and killer team wipes. So that's what I'm looking forward is being able to really assert my skills as a middle tree arc strider. Yeah. Okay. I see you. I was going to say mine is top tree Dawn blade. Uh, we all know the top tree Dawn blade is the go-to of the solar classes. The reason why is very simple. Icarus dash. Uh, there, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Everybody else has a way of getting out of harm's way, except for warlocks. You know, hunters have the ability to dodge. Titans have the ability to shoulder charge. Uh, we warlocks have nothing except for Icarus dashing out. But the problem with that is that it, it, you can spam it. You know, as somebody who spams it, I'll be the first one to admit it. The fact that you can double Icarus charge and then get that back within like a short amount of time. It's kind of lame because that means that for me, I poke into engagements uh, and, that I know that I could lose and then I just back out and, you know, like put in some shots, back away, let somebody else finish them. So they are working on changing that so that you only get one dodge every four seconds. You get two dodges every five if you have heat rises. Uh, I'm also curious if how this is going to play and with the... Uh, there's that chess piece, right? There's like a, a warlock chess piece that gives you a second Icarus dash. That's right. Yeah. I think it's it's either that or it gives you the ability uh if you're playing uh if you are playing as any of the the Dawn Singers, um it gives you the ability to stop in midair and, and shoot. I can't remember which. But uh also involved in Top Tree, the the um uh, Melee ability, what is it called? Celestial Fire. Uh, they're changing the tracking cone on that. It is a little bit too powerful. Um, so they're going to reduce that a little bit. They're going to make it so that the damage fall off does increase. Uh, we are getting range detonation as well. Um, and that's just kind of to bring everything back in line. I think that one's going to be a big change because I'm curious, um, again, from a PvP side, like, is this, how is this going to change the way that, that Warlocks play? Uh, because this, again, at, at a certain level, uh, you need to be able to dash out. You need to be able to, to disengage. Will this mean that Warlocks aren't really seen as much in PvP anymore? Mm, just a thought. There are some other changes that they talk about in the TWAB. The big two that everybody seems to be talking about the most on the internet is the changes to Bubble Titans and the changes to uh, Middle Tree Dawnblade. Uh, Middle Tree Dawnblade being Well of Radiance and then obviously Bubble Titans. Uh, this is just to, you know, we've seen it. It is, it is a strategy for people to, uh, run through heavy bosses real quick, drop a bubble, drop a well, just do all of your damage, uh, and kind of get out of there a little bit too fast. So I saw this as just being a long time coming, you know, like increasing the amount of damage that a boss can do, 
to a uh, to a bubble based off how close they are to it uh, is really high. The way around it, obviously, you're going to have to build for it. You're going to have to put resilience, high resilience stat boots on or other pieces of equipment on uh, to really make those things last. If that's the way that you want to play, but uh, I'm curious. I'm I'm excited about that kind of thing as well because. Now maybe we'll place bubbles in a completely different area. Bubble Titan used to be like a necessary thing for raids, and then they went away because Sentinel Shield was just super powerful. Um, I'm I want to see this come back. I, I want to see Bubble Titans uh, be brought back in a in a big way. So I'm I'm really looking forward to to seeing how this changes the way that higher level PVE is played because that's where this is affecting the most is high level PvP. PVE. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's it, man. Look, we there's more. There's more. There, there's always more. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, Again, if you guys want to take a look at this, you can look up the this week at Bungie that was came out on August 5th. And yeah, have fun reading. Honestly, it's it's a lot. You yes. will find things that you love. You may find one or two things that you aren't isn't your favorite thing in the world. But overall, it's a great read. And in a mm-hmm. time especially right now at the end of the season where there's not exactly much going on, not much to look forward to in the near future at meaning the next couple of weeks as far as story. So at least we get a huge update of what is coming to the game. Uh, gameplay changes, exp- changes in experience, cross play. Like th- th- there was a lot crucible updates, PVE updates. The entire game is being updated and changed for the better. And this is only announcement two out of three. Like we still have yeah. a lot coming. There's going to be another announcement, and then we still have the um, showcase on August twenty fourth. Yeah, that one's going to be big as well. Uh, both because August twenty fourth. Also, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. I think we can time this one out, right? Because they haven't done anything to announce what the new the next season is going to be. I know there's been some data binding, but I've been trying to avoid that. Um, so August 24th is going to be the reveal of the new expansion, right? Which is three weeks away. Next week is going to be the end of whatever the big changes that are coming. So then does that leave that middle week as being the week that they announce the season? One week before the season comes out is, is when we're going to learn what, what next season is going to be. Because I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited and curious as to, to what's going to go down. We've set up the story in a really great way. And I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, what's going to happen to Lakshmi? You know, what's going to happen to the factions? Other than this being like a brilliant way of writing them out of the game, like, are we about to go to war with the city? Probably not. Let's be real. But I, uh, on, I am excited. Puts on necrotic grips immediately. <laughs> Let's do the yeah. city. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like you know, it it feeds into other things. Is Osiris the one that is actually corrupted? You know, there's been a lot of sketch things, but you know, is Lakshmi too corrupted? Absolutely, as well. You know, because of Lakshmi's involvement with the the mind forking device, has did Coria was Coria able to reach out and and get a hold of Lakshmi too before then, mm-hmm. dude? Who knows? So I am excited. We we. The next three weeks, we're going to get a lot of news. Some of it's going to be meh. Some of it's going to be super exciting. Uh, and I'm just excited because we're also getting new expansion soon-ish. So, yeah, man, this is this is the best time 
to to not talk about lore and talk about all the other exciting things that are coming in the game because we're going to finally get to know what we need to focus on next season. You know, a couple seasons ago, it was talking about the Cabal. This season is talking about Fallen. So what is next season going to be? Who are we going to get to talk about? Is it Taken? Is it Hive? Like, let's go. I'm 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 super stoked, man. I think we're in again, I say it every week. I think Destiny is in a great place, but Destiny is in a great place. And yes. I can't wait to see what, what comes next. It continues to hold this great place. That's right. Uh, that's true. There you go. Not better. Failing, doing an even better job of communicating with the community and setting our expectations so we don't get false hopes and feel let down if something doesn't exactly pan out the way that we thought. So I yeah. personally am, am really grateful for that, that Bungie has shown that they've improved over the years of listening to their community and providing what the player base wants as opposed to what they think may go, go well and you know, it doesn't pan out. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it, guys. That's that's the two twabs. That's two twabs and like a tweet storm, actually, two that we covered. You know, like, absolutely. A lot of data covered <laughs> in one episode. I appreciate you sticking through to the end. Uh, you know, this wasn't the most lore story filled episode, but you got the story of our opinions and how we're going to be treating the game come forward. And um, we did speak about the Discord. I want to highlight that again. Definitely hit mm-hmm. us up. There, there will be the link to the Discord in the description. You can also hit up either myself, Mr. Burnup, or Mr. Tweezy on Twitch. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us all over the place, really. Just look up Becoming mm-hmm. Legend Podcast, and we're here for you to answer your needs, maybe help you get a strike done. Definitely going to be doing some cross-play raids. So. Yeah, for certain. For certain. I've, I've already got like all my people at work that I work with. They've been like, all right, sweet. So like, what are we doing first? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Like, I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. 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 Right. Private gambit matches first? Just kidding. Maybe. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. If I'm desperate. <laughs> all right, everybody. We've right, been man. waiting all these years for a gambit. Exactly. <laughs> but all right, guys. With that being said, I think that's gonna do it for us, man. So uh thank you so much for listening. Today. Uh please subscribe, review, leave a follow uh on Spotify. Uh, all that stuff does help us. Uh, we are, uh, again, trying to continue to grow this thing. Uh, so every little bit, every little piece of feedback that we get helps tremendously. You guys don't even know. So, uh, yeah. See you guys in the next one.